Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. It is episode 38, and boy, does it feel like we've been gone for quite some time. We're back on a Friday, and uh, usually not our uh, not, not a regular day, but uh, as, as circumstances have been uh, foreseen, we, uh, we had to push it back a little bit, but we're back. We're here, and uh, before I get any further, let me introduce my co-host for tonight, Mr. Christian. Christian, how are we? Oh, I'm good, man. It's good to be back uh, after a week uh, week break. I'm ready for this. Yes, indeed. Ready, ready to go and ready to do this. And most of you will be asking, where is Dylan? Well, Dylan is off vacationing once again. It looks like he's taking more vacations than any of any person I've ever known to take a vacation. But <laughs> Dylan is out there somewhere in uh in in I would say the Bahamas, but he already got tired of visiting that place so much. But he's uh he's he's out there in uh Corte Maltese or somewhere. He's uh he's got a, a cubana in his hand and uh and a Cuban cigar in another. So he's out there, he's listening to us right now. So shout out to you, Dylan, and uh keep enjoying your vacation. But Christian, we got plenty to talk about. We're gonna be talking about El Tri's uh well, let's say less fortunate results against Uruguay and the United States. And then yes. we're gonna be talking about exactly what went down with uh what what is gonna go down against Morelia tomorrow. And then mm-hmm. of course, uh we got a little bit bonus surprise for those who are tuning in and listening because of that trivia question. So, you ready to go? I'm ready, let's do this. All right. So Let's jump into what happened last Friday, just a week ago. Let's go in back in time and let's relive exactly what happened against Uruguay. So we were kind of not the most optimistic people coming into this game. Well, at least you and Dylan weren't. I was. But uh, it, it, it looks like you guys were right to throw caution to the wind with this young young roster. And uh, we saw the results against Uruguay. It was a, it was a terrible 4-1 defeat. Uh, I didn't think it married a 4-1 result. Um, I just think we, we didn't capitalize on some of our chances. And then, of course, our defending was, was very, very, very poor. But uh, ultimately, what's your takeaway from this first match? Honestly, this first match didn't really bother me. Like, going in, I think I made a prediction that we were going to lose. So, like, I was there weren't really high hopes in terms of the results. There were high hopes in terms of the performances. And I think those performances met my requirements. So, overall, I'm calm over this game. Okay, calm. Calm is the right word to use in regards to the Uruguay game. I think uh, I think it, it's to be noted that uh, that that uh, Mexico actually started playing off pretty decently in the beginning of the game. We had some pretty good ball possession. We were moving the ball around really well, and, and I think if it wasn't for a little bit of decision making in the final third, we possibly could have gone one 0 up and actually controlled the game from there. Yeah, and I think those are uh, those changes that we missed um didn't really get into their heads as much i guess uh you know like they they just felt like oh okay well listen though we gotta we gotta keep going and going and pushing you know we gotta make these chances or else you know we're gonna let uruguay come with this game you see mexico get like some possession of the match you know they take a little bit of control but then as soon as they miss you know uruguay just comes back and you know takes control of the game back Yep, and it's interesting to note that you know you you have all these youngsters, but yet we still fielded uh, a couple of players that uh, had experience. Yeah, you had Hugo Ayala in there. You know, he was the center back for the World Cup. Oh, uh, you had Jesus Gallardo in there as well. And, you know, these are players that you know I thought were gonna give better performances, but for me, the defense was the was the weakest link uh, out of this all uh, out of this eleven. It did feel like that. It really, really did feel like that. But let me just go through the lineup with you. It uh, it, it was Ochoa in net, mm-hmm. and then it looked like we went with a five-three-two. No, that was against that was no, against, that was yeah, that, that was, was, that was against the USA. Yeah, that was we USA. We went uh, 
we went four for it. Yeah, four for four three three. Excuse me, we went four three three on on the Uruguay game. So it was a joint mm-hmm. goal. It was Angulo at right back Ayala and uh, Gallardo at uh, no, it was Angulo and Ayala at center backs. It was mm-hmm. Gallardo at left back and Rodriguez at right back. Jonathan dos Santos. Uh, Eric Gutierrez in the midfield with Elias Hernandez, uh, Irvino Sano, Alan Pulido kind of playing as a cam in a sense, and uh, Raul Jimenez up top by himself. Mm-hmm. So, yes. you know, it, it it looked like we fielded a pretty good 11 on, on my behalf, with ex- especially with what we had. Mm-hmm. So it's it's quite a bit surprising that uh, that that you know we didn't uh, we didn't get a better result in that sense. But let's face it, Uruguay was stacked with what what I would consider their World Cup squad. Yeah, minus Cavani. Mm-hmm. Exactly, but I mean minus Cavani, and they still did this. Imagine with yes. Cavani. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it would have uh, would have went more south than what it did. Yeah, but ultimately, I think a lot of fans didn't even flinch after the result. They said it's a lot of youngsters. These things happen. Mm-hmm. We're gonna call it that. There was a good couple of bright moments from a couple of good young players. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think when Diego Linus came in, he absolutely did amazing, taking on players, actually trying to be that creative spark. Uh, Victor Guzman almost scored a wonderful, wonderful kind of yes. Elena. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raúl Jiménez was a little bit disappointing for me, but yeah, I think in the end uh, he he needs to work on on that. Uh, Chucky Lozano was a bit quiet for me as well. I think really? he could have done a little uh, bit I, more. Yeah, um, yeah. I think we know he can do more. For this game, it didn't really bother his my, his performance didn't bother me. And then um, in defense, I think Edson did pretty pretty decently. I, you know, I think he had a more solid game against the U.S. than he did against Uruguay. But I think he still demonstrated a little bit something. Yes, definitely. So, in the end, four one result. We'll kind of push that to the side and say a weird anomaly. Ugh, can't even talk right now. A weird result in the end. Mm-hmm. But um, but ultimately, we knew there was a youngster, so we didn't even flinch about it. So moving on to what was the game against Tuesday against the United States. A lot of hype, a lot a lot of, uh, I guess you would say, a lot of passion was, was being poured into this match. Of yes. course, with everything being September 11th and, you know, with, uh, you know, with the obviously the CONCACAF rivalry between uh, the USA and Mexico. So a lot was going on and uh, we felt comfortable against this matchup. We felt that this game would definitely be the game where we would see our best sides. Possibly we did. Who who knows? Because we did get a red card and that kind of threw things off as well. Mm-hmm. But um, I think this game was even more exciting because uh, you had two two national teams who were coming off kind of a similar uh, restructural, you know, process, you know, both, both teams going through a generation, generation phase. And it was really the best of our youngsters against the best of their youngsters, because of course, uh, mo- most of, yeah, practically all our Europeans had to go back to Europe besides, uh, Osvaldo Alaniz. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the main reason why people thought this game was going to be so exciting because of the, of the youngster aspect of this game. You know, we got to show USA and Mexico to showcase their best talents and go head to head. And uh, for me, this game was uh, very hyped up. It was. It was. It was a very, very hyped up game uh, that kind of lived to its moments. It, it had a lot of. Uh, it had a lot of emotional roller coasters, where from chances being created to a goal being scored to yeah. obviously the big controversial stance of uh, Miazga against Linus. Mm-hmm. Everything. The red card. It. It. It just proved to be a, a wonderful spec. Uh, a spectacular of a match with mm-hmm. passion 
and of course uh, that rage that you have between you know, two rivals in in the pitch. So it it was a pretty good display of of, of a soccer match. Yeah, I think the last time I felt like kind of the intensity was back in the Concacaf Cup in uh in Pasadena. I think in the Rose Bowl when we beat them three two. Yeah. Aguilar scored that that golazo. Yeah. I think the last time I felt like that intensity, you know, and I whole and like you said, that whole lightness thing kind of just amped it up more, and I just can't wait to, for these teams to meet again. It should be interesting and it should be exciting. And hopefully, Miazga and Lainez get to meet each other one more time again on the pitch. should be interesting to see how all of that revolves. But at the end of the day, we got to say the result wasn't what we expected. And it definitely wasn't what everyone else was expecting either. A 1-0 loss against our arch rivals, the U.S. men's national team, means Mexico... Uh, Mexico walked away with nothing. Not even pride, in a sense, because you ended up losing to your biggest rival. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's disappointing because you see in the first half, like you, Mexico really dominated that game. Like, I think it took USA like thirty minutes to even get a shot on Hugo Gonzalez. Like, it was that like Mexico controlled the match. Uh, and like I was trying to say, like, but the problem was, I think for Mexico was that they got to the final third, and I guess that young aspect of this team just did not know how to finish the ball. I think that really hurt us in the long run. Yep. I think we needed a little, uh, someone a little bit more capable of, you know, putting the ball in the back of the net. I'm not saying that, you know, these players aren't capable of it, but maybe if Rocky Mena was still there or, you know, uh, Chicharito, who, who knows what would have happened. Enrique Peralta, which we know is probably not going to happen because he retired, but <laughs> still, you need you need someone who yeah. has the capability, who's shown it time and time again. Um, but I, I think as, as much as the result hurts and as much as the result is not exactly what we were hoping for, I think we can still walk away kind of content with what the youngster showed oh yes definitely and especially like you said the wonder kid diego linus uh diego linus really sh- uh, stole the show in the sense that you know every time he had the ball something creative was going to happen every time he had the ball usa feared you know we're on their toes and just diego Linus was like uh the playmaker of this game exactly i don't understand as to why tuca took him out though uh maybe to I mean, the game was getting a little bit choppy. Maybe just, you know, get him out of there, you know. I mean, I get why he brings on a little bit for Linus. I mean, Linus was playing in that wing, but um, could have easily swapped. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't know. It was weird, too, when he took him out. And uh, and Roberto, I think they both came out at the same time. I think those two were my biggest, uh, I guess, stars, so to say, for these friendlies. Yeah, Yeah, it was weird when he took both of them out at the same time. Yeah, but... Hey, it's Tuca's world, and we were just living in it for the meantime. So he going, he's going back to Tigres, and again, yes. that uh, manager, uh, Banca, that manager seat is pretty empty. We'll have to wait and see exactly what the Federation does. A lot of names being thrown out there, a lot of rumors, Guardiola? but until the, huh? I said Guardiola, maybe? Guardiola, no, he's never. Too, yeah, never. Manchester City making my life a little no, with a... Manchester United, but it would be nice. But it's uh, it's it's funny enough too because I was talking to this uh with uh with with my boss at work and you know I you know he was like so they still don't have a coach I was like no we you know they still don't have a coach and just everybody knows that that's a really hot seat right now you know that's always gonna be a hot seat regardless mm-hmm. of the, who you are what player you are what managerial history you have it doesn't matter. At the yeah. end of the day, it's always going to be a tough result. It's always going to be a tough place to go to, and it's going to be a tough position always because you're going to be under scrutiny. You're going to be under close watch, and you're going to have to take a lot of the blame for poor results. Definitely, yes. So it should be interesting to see who's actually willing to take that, that job because it's not an easy one. 
not an no. easy one by any means necessary. I can promise you, you can have uh, you can have Guardiola in that spot, and <laughs> if he loses two three games, he is gonna be under the same scrutiny yes, that uh, Carlos Osorio was. So it's it's gonna be interesting to see because as the Mexican media and us as Mexican fans as well, we 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 love we love uh, to just kind of throw blame at the manager. So yes. we'll have to wait and see who comes in. And uh, but for the most part. Uh, I think the youngsters did fairly well enough to see maybe that uh, they'll probably come back in the near future. Definitely. And then you can kind of see players that, you know, maybe won't be getting the call up. And yeah. I think that that serves as good for, let's say, a roster for the Gold Cup for next year. You know, just so uh, you know, these youngsters are like filling pieces, you know, okay, so we can take you guys to the Gold Cup, try you guys out there. And then these other players that, you know, maybe need to work on some things in order to earn that call up again. Yeah, yeah. But it's a long time from here and then, yes, so they, they got plenty of time to improve, and definitely. hopefully they will do. Hopefully they will do. But uh, you know, quick takeaway from from this uh, international break. What uh, what 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 do you say? The youngsters look promising, and I just want to see more. Okay, I agree. The youngsters looked promising. It was very exciting, and we'll have to mm-hmm. wait to see if uh, if they get more columns. But I think our takeaway is that uh, we have a bright future. Yes, we do have a bright future, but we need a coach fast. We do need a coach. We do need a coach. And we'll have to wait and see because I think uh, next game is next month, right? Next month, yeah. We got Chile and Costa Rica. So we'll have to wait and see who they call up for that Chile game. Of course, every Mexican will feel like it's a perfect moment to get some revenge, even if it's a friendly. <laughs> so we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, but for me, I think in my personal preference, I would like the coach for the World Cup to be announced before those October friendlies. Mexicans are always talking about this four-year process that we need it. So let's get a coach and let's get it fast. Yep, because uh, the more time we waste, the more time that those four years pass by us. But exactly. in the end, it uh, it was what it was. Tuca Ferretti is now out. We'll have to wait and see who's the, who's the coach. And uh, hopefully they give these youngsters another opportunity when the time comes by. But at the end of the day, I think it's, uh, it, it, was, it was different, but it wasn't bad. I'll give, them, I'll give them that. Yep. Let us know in the chat who do you think should be the the Mexican coach. Yeah, yeah. Let us know. Let us know or tweet it at us as well. We we oh, love yeah. to hear you guys' uh, opinion as well. For those of you listening on SoundCloud and iTunes right now, go yep. make sure you guys follow us on i on iTunes. Yeah, make sure you guys do follow us on iTunes so you guys can never miss the show. But also make sure you guys follow us on Twitter mm-hmm. at Eagle iPod. We'll give you we'll keep you guys updated with everything and we'll make sure that. Uh, that uh, you, we, we interact with you as much as we interact to the people on the live chat right now. But talking about the people in the live chat, hello to Mr. Labor, hello to Luis, hello to Chris, hello to everyone, actually. So thank you for coming along. It's Friday. I know some of you are probably a little bit busy, but thank you for, for making it uh, possible. Thank you. So that wraps up our little segment of the Mexican national team. Whenever Mexico does come and play again, we definitely will have you covered with everything in regards to matches, player announcements, details, all of that. So make sure you guys do keep it here for all that coverage. Now let's go and shift our attention to what we focus on for about 90% of the season. And that is our beloved Aguilas de la America. Are we ready to talk about them? Yes, I am ready. Ready. Oh, it feels like it's been too long, too Definitely. long since they've been on our screens and since they've been on our mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Las Aguilas de la América will be playing against uh, Morelia in the Estadio Azteca. We'll be previewing that match shortly, but we got two things to talk about. First, I want to give a huge, huge shout-out to 
the area of Los Angeles for making the Super Clásico USA an absolutely amazing atmosphere of a match. And whoever was down there knows that what I'm talking about. It was an absolute festival, a carnival, whether you were an America fan, whether you were a Chivas fan, absolutely amazing. And I will say this, though, I was a little bit worried about security. I was a little bit worried about maybe a couple, you know, big fights breaking out. But for the most part, it looks like security was on point. Although there was a couple of fights, our good friend Luis asked me, Ivan, in the Clásico in LA, did you see any fights? I saw three. I'm actually going to say this. As soon as kickoff was about to start from the press box, I saw uh, what looked to be almost a fight between uh, two Americanistas, if you can believe that. Two Americanistas arguing over their seats. You know, you know. That's common. That's common, yeah. yeah I see that a lot when they go to Mexico games as well. There's... You know, you get a little bit. Uh, I don't want to really bring this 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 like topic up, but like you know, you get a little bit of alcohol in your system, and then you know everything becomes a problem to your world. So exactly, the heat's yeah. not playing a, a a part a good part in it either. So I don't know what the funniest thing though. It's probably not as funny as it should be, but it, when this argument was breaking through, like the lady, like the mom was getting all mad, and you know the guys were arguing and yelling and all this stuff, and then uh, this little boy comes around. And uh, he goes to the guy that's arguing with his dad and mm. kind of squares up on him, like, pull oh, up. Like, no, you know, like, stop, no. so the little boy had to be about eight years old and he was ready to throw fists with this, like, oh, 40 year God, old man. Dude. I'm like, what is going on? And it's ridiculous because <sighs> yeah. you saw, I literally, I was literally right there because the press box had literally seats under. Mm-hmm. And they were like four do- four rows down. And I was just like, oh, I got to pay attention to the game, but this is also going on. What am I going to do? <laughs> So it was ridiculous. So um, yeah. the funny thing enough was the Chivas fan broke it up. So Did it? wow, okay, at least they're they're good for something. Yep, they are. They're mm-hmm. they're good for something. But um, yeah, uh, but for the most part, it was a very very family kind of place. Uh, As it should be. You guys did see there was an there was a pitch invader in the in the game. He was he was he was arrested. Oh yeah. There's actually uh two other people that got arrested that were trying to evade, uh get to the pitch. Didn't get to the actual pitch but were on the grass area. But they did get detained right before they left. So uh a lot of craziness was going on. Uh, we were able to go down to the field get uh kind of be by the porra. I don't know if you guys seen our uh, our Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you guys do follow us on Instagram. We're on there now. You guys will see all those wonderful wonderful pictures. Uh the monumental was there. And they absolutely killed it. I mean, absolutely killed it. The environment, the vibe, everyone was just taken away from it. If you were down there in the grass area, just looking up at the people, just chanting and having a party, it was absolutely amazing. Flares going off, you know, smoke and, you know, they're singing and they're chanting their movement. It was absolutely amazing. And again, we have some of the best fans in the world. I'm not just saying Mexico in the world. It's it's absolutely phenomenal, and you can only imagine what the Azteca looks like when it's a hundred percent packed and filled and painted yellow. We need that kind of energy in the Azteca, man. We need that. We do, we do, and hopefully we can get that energy back. But it was a good, good time, and uh, even though the game probably wasn't the best of games. <laughs> Um, there was a little bit of moments where I thought, man, you know, what's going to happen? You know, some of these, some of these players just looked a, a, a little bit on the, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, some of them kind of did take it a bit as a friendly. Others just kind of thought, I'm not going to try to overwork myself. It's just mm-hmm. the game that's played out here. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, it was a pretty decent game. I think we had most of the ball. 
I think we had some of the best opportunities. Uh, Chivas had their chances here and there. They took them. And and then, of course, the big moment was that uh, it was Moise Munoz's last game ever. Mm -hmm. And uh, and what a way to go out in in a packed house in L.A. And uh, it was absolutely amazing to see Moise Munoz get that uh, recognition. Definitely. And then you saw when he was leaving the pitch, you even saw some Chivas fans stand up and clap for Munoz. And I think that just shows uh, the impact he had on Mexican soccer. And that's important. I think he, and when I talked to him uh, the day I practiced, he he mentioned to me, he's like, at the end of the day, I, 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 uh, as much as I love the fans that for the clubs I played for, I think at the end of the day, my, my, my love for the sport is, is really what I want to, to convey in people, whether you're an American fan, whether you're not. And he's like, I just want, my career to be as an example for everyone. He's like, I'm not limiting them to just the clubs that I play to, but for everyone. And I think what Moy Munoz has done is he has inspired a lot of people and he probably will continue to do wonderful, wonderful things within the sport. So again, thank you to you, Moy Munoz, who, who just was an absolute legend, really absolute legend mm-hmm. uh, of the game and for what he accomplished and for his struggles and everything. Really. I think Moy Munoz will go down in history as, you know, one of those goalkeepers that you're always going to remember. Mm-hmm, definitely. So that was a pretty cool experience. Again, thank you so much to LA for for hosting. What a wonderful, wonderful Clásico. Although it took me two hours to get into the stadium, <laughs> but we won't even talk about that. But I will say this, without any of your guys' listening, without any of your guys' support, we wouldn't be able to do this. So thank you. Thank you so much. And a huge, huge thank you to Miss uh, Gabby, who was the, kind of the director for the media down there for Prime Time Sports. And uh, and thank you so much for giving us the opportunity and for having a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful display. And uh, again, thank you to everyone who made this possible. And, mm-hmm. uh, and and we look forward to bringing you guys more coverage like that in the United States and possibly in Mexico. So stay tuned because we do have a lot, a lot planned for the podcast in regards to coverage like that. And uh, with your guys' help, of course, we will get there in no time. But, uh, you know, from someone who watched it at home, what's your quick takeaway about the match, Christian? Uh, it was like you said. It was a, a match that where you saw players, you know, like kind of play. Okay, like, I'm gonna play this because it's a classico, but like I'm gonna play this as well to not get hurt. You know, it was a decent game. I enjoyed it. I guess just the the atmosphere just won me over. You saw those uh, breathtaking pictures being shared on social media, and I was like, wow, I wish I could be there. Exactly, man. It was it was a spectacular, spectacular uh, matchup, and. You know, be happy for what they're doing. And I think America is doing uh, great things out here in the United States and trying to get that English coverage. And uh, and hopefully they continue to do games like this for the fans, ultimately. But now we move on into our next segment. And it's a quick segment, but it is Christian's segment. So, Christian, I will let you take it away. What do you have in store for these people? Yes. Yeah, so, I think last podcast we announced uh, the Eagle Eye Trivia. And, you know, you guys have been, uh, for, for what we want as this first season of the trivia, we've been getting great responses. So thank you to everyone who participated because it really means a lot to us, knowing that our ideas are being flourished and being put to fruition. But now it's time to reward everyone who actually supports us on the actual podcast. And for that, we will have a question in store for you guys. I will post the link in the chat right now, and you guys have an hour to answer this. So, yeah, click the link. And to answer that, if you get this answer correct, then you will get 20 points added onto your score. All righty. There you guys have it. We are about to get uh, a question, and hopefully you guys can get the answer right. Just to say, we have been getting some wonderful, wonderful responses. I have made a fake Twitter in which I have entered the competition. I have gotten zero 
questions right. So that tells you something. And uh, no, but thank you to everyone who's actually been doing doing wonderful. And uh, some of the questions, you know, some of them have been a little bit tricky. I will say this. And I think this one's going to be a little tricky too. So, but to the people who have gotten those questions right, I salute you because that you guys know you're America. And that, uh, that says a lot. So, Christian, whenever you're ready. There's a problem. I can't oh. send the link in the chat. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, it's okay because what we'll do, what we'll do is we will send out. Oh, uh, great. Great. Give me a second. Give me a second. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. How about if we give them the question right now? We'll okay. submit the question to them. Okay. And tomorrow, tomorrow, before the game starts. Before the they game have starts. thirty minutes okay. to go into that link. We will. We will tweet it out. We will just tweet out a link. We won't okay. even say what it's for. But it's mm -hmm. just. It's gonna be a link. We're not going to say it's trivia or nothing. It's just going to be a link. You have 30 minutes before the game starts to answer that question. And it also rewards the people who are listening to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Okay, we can do that. We could do that for now. And we will. We yeah, will we will. And we, yeah, better. this is a. Yeah. Well, oh, we, 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 we can put the link in the description as well. Okay, so try to put that. And then I will have to somehow edit oh, wait, all on. of this. Okay, there. Well, I sent you the link in our chat. Okay. Okay. So, I will tell them the question. And I also feel bad for the people who are listening to this on SoundCloud and iTunes. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. So, we will give you guys still that 30-minute window. We will send you – we will just tweet out a link, and it will be open only for 20 to 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. So, you guys have until then to to get that going. So, here is the question for the podcast, uh, and here it is. So, what Argentinian player went to Morelia on loan from Club America in 2005? 2015. So, sorry, 2015. Wow, I can't even say the question. There. Let me repeat it again. Mm -hmm. So, what Argentinian player went to Morelia on loan from Club America in 2015? You want me to put the question in the chat? Yeah, you can put it in the chat as well. So just okay. give them the link, and you guys have an hour. Mm -hmm. An hour. So go get the hour going, and exactly what's going to happen. We'll have to wait and see, but hopefully you guys know your America and uh, get things going. So did you put the link on the description? I mean, in the description. No, the... only you can. Huh? Only you can. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know that. Or what I can do is, I guess, put it in a comment and then... There. Or... Oh, there you go. Wait, what the hell? How'd you do that? I just copied and pasted. But I tried to do that and I couldn't do it. Really? Yeah. Okay, so just click the link then. There you go. Okay, there you go. There you go. Just click the link and submit your answer. There you oh, go. Ivan. Your Ivan, you're a lifesaver. You're welcome. There I you go. How did that work? But... Yeah, how that work? What the hell? It's I not guess, a podcast unless there's the yeah. difficulties. I will say that much. So go answer away. Yeah, that's the okay. Open it up in a new tab so you guys can continue to listen here. Okay. So that is that. And it plays out perfectly because we're going to be talking about Morelia. Definitely. So let's jump straight into it. America plays tomorrow against Monarcas Morelia in the Estadio Azteca at, I believe, 5 p.m., correct? 
Which is my time. Which yes, is yes, yes, eight o'clock your time. Eight o'clock, yes, my time, yes. So that uh going back to that regular schedule, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. For now, because next week we have a game on Friday, so which should be fun. I guess. Should be fun. Should be fun. Friday night soccer is always fun soccer. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but interesting enough, uh, we're going up against Monarcas, Mo, uh, Monarcas Morelia, who I remember was the opponent that Cuatro Blanco faced in his farewell game, in which he almost, almost oh, scored man. that beautiful, beautiful chip over the goalkeeper. That mm. would have been something. That would have been amazing. Did you see his goal against Cruzazulo in the Legends match? Yes, I did. Wow, what a goal. <laughs> I mean, wow, was just off the charts. I, I was watching all that, and I was like, damn. Mm-hmm. Does he really need to be retired? I mean, he could definitely come back into the side, do some stuff. We just put him as forward. You know, him and Henry Martin, they can they can make some magic, can't they? Oh yeah, man. Just just put him on the pitch, and he will he will give you assist. He will take free kicks, penalties, and I promise you, we're gonna have goals after goals after goals. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, he's too busy trying to do president stuff with uh, with Cuernavaca. Yeah, but it's all right though. We'll forgive him. He, he did enough for us. He did. He absolutely did. So we're going up against Morelia, who I don't know exactly where they are on the table, but I would dare to say that they're doing pretty, They're ninth. They're ninth. So they are. They're I was right. They're doing pretty okay for themselves. And it looks like this game is just going to be as important to them as it is for us so they can try to cement themselves Definitely. a little bit higher in the table. Because if they do win, they would go to 15 points, leaving us behind. Exactly. Yes, they're only two points behind us, so then ninth place is a little bit deceiving. So it's a lot. It's a, it's a very, I mean, absolutely mm-hmm. very tight race right now. What's going on in the Liga MX? Mm-hmm. We're on on third place in third, uh, fourteen points. Mm-hmm. Morelia is uh, in ninth with twelve, and only one game can actually turn the tie. So exactly. that that should be interesting to see what happens. Hopefully, our Aguilas walk away with the three points because we're going to talk about exactly what they need to do to walk away with said result. Mm-hmm. We're in the Estadio Azteca, of course. Home advantage is always going to be great, and the only question is exactly what Estadio Azteca are we going to find in regards to the pitch? What do you think is uh, what do you think is going to go down there? Uh, I expect it to be. How can I say this? I don't want to say a possession-based game, but I really do think America will try to retain a lot, a lot of a lot of possession in this match. I think if if, uh, if Saturday's game was any indication of what Bill Herrera wants to do, is he does want to keep that ball rolling. He does want to keep it at his players' feet, uh, which means sometimes that we might lack a little bit of creativity going forward because we might see a lot mm-hmm. of passbacks. Uh, but I think it's important that we do kind of retain the ball and see what happens after that. Morelia, maybe, depending on what they're feeling like, maybe will come in and try to sit deep and try to get us on the counterattack, which mm-hmm. could, in theory, work for them. We'll have to wait and see if it does. And that means that, uh, hey, I mean, if they do do that, then we could probably see something in regards to the game against Lobos WAP. Yes, definitely. And to figure that, they just came off a 4-1 defeat to Querétaro, so... You know they're gonna they're gonna be gunning for those. They're gonna be gunning for us. Yep. Which I believe they were away that game as well. Correct. They were home. Oh, they were home and they lost four one. Okay, so they are definitely gonna be trying to save face and try to come back and try to get something out of that. So what is it that we're gonna have to do? Well, we talked about possession, but we also need to talk about our finishing and hopefully the two players that are gonna be up top, which we will announce the lineup that will will be used tomorrow. Hopefully mm-hmm. they can get a couple of goals. And actually, you know what? Why don't you read that lineup off for us, Christian? Sure. So in goal, we have Marchesin. Our defense will be Paola Aguilar. 
uh, Paul Aguilar, Edson Alvarez, Emmanuel Aguilera, and Jorge Sanchez. In the midfield, we have Guido Rodriguez, Mateo Zuribe. On the wings, we have Andres Ibargo and Cecilio Dominguez. And up top, we have Oribe Peralta and Henry Martin. So those two strikers are going to be the duo, Mexican duo, Henry Martin mm -hmm. with Oribe Peralta. Hopefully they can keep doing what they're doing. Henry looks like he's been in pretty decent form. I think uh, even against uh, on Saturday in the Clásico, he yeah. was uh, doing pretty, pretty well. Yes. And uh, we'll have to wait and see what Henry can show up. And, of course, Oribe Peralta. But let's talk about that lineup because there's a couple of players that we think should be uh, playing that are not mm -hmm. and some that should probably be seeing the bench. I'll let you start off with your pick. Go for it. Why is Cecilio Dominguez uh, playing? Why isn't Diego Linus in there? Uh, Diego Linus just showcased what he can do in two friendlies. He had a, a good performance against Uruguay when he came on, and he had a stellar performance against the United States, including that one play that we will not mention. I think I'll mention it right now, where he uh, kind of, I don't know, made the U.S. captain sit, but we're not going to talk about that right now. But yeah, so Diego Linus just showed us and the world what he can do, and Piojo Lopez, uh, Piojo Lopez, <laughs> Piojo Herrera <laughs> still thinks that he needs to be on the bench. Why? I don't know anymore. I just do not get it anymore. You know what? And when the lineup came out, I wasn't surprised that Diego Linus was not starting. Uh, we already know how it, how, how it goes with Piojo and him, but I do think he sees Linus as, as a super sub at the moment, as an impact <sighs> sub. But we'll have to wait and see whether or not he can cement himself in the starting eleven. My only two two questions are: Why is Ibarwen still playing, and why is he still going to get ninety minutes? And mm -hmm. why is Aguilera playing when Bruno Valdez is ready to go? Yeah, I don't know. That, that's another one I'm going to point out. Aguilera, we saw his performances, and they're not good. Okay, they're they're just not good. Honestly, he needs a lot of work, and Bruno Valdez should be there. And I get it. Why maybe Bruno is eating the bench because of his mistake against. Uh, who do we play? Uh, do we play last? No, 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 not against Lobos. Well, up against uh, Pumas. Against Pumas? Oh, against Pumas. Pumas. Oh, okay, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, against yeah, Pumas, um, he obviously he got that red card. Yeah, the red card, yeah, you're right. You know, the performance wasn't really there, but I would have to say that it's a bit worrisome. It's it's very, very worrisome that Aguilera is starting over Bruno because I think the partnership between Edson and Bruno were actually was flourishing very, very well. Of course, Definitely. it had a little bit of things that it could get tweaked here and there, but mm -hmm. in the end of the day, I think I think we had a solid partnership between them. Aguilera still hasn't really proved to me that much, and even in the Super Classical, seeing him in, in live and seeing him up front, still didn't convince me that he should be the starting center back. Yeah, definitely. And you, you've expressed this a lot. You like that Bruno Edson partnership. And I, I, I'm starting to like it too. You know, they seem to understand each other. And, you know, like you keep saying over and over again, putting Aguilera in there instead of Edson, instead of Bruno, it just messes everything up, you know, and we need long-term uh, chemistry if you know what I'm trying to get at. Yep, definitely, definitely do. But we'll still have to trust in both of those players to do a very, very good job. We'll have to wait and see what Ibarwen is willing to do. I will say this much, though. He does seem to have great great kind of chemistry with the players and the team and the managers and the coaching staff seeing him in training. Mm -hmm. uh, he was joking around with uh, Piojo, yeah. joking around with the trainers, with the players. Uh, very, very interesting to see the relationship he has. And seeing how he was, I was like, yeah, I can see why he's playing any minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, a big news, big news about the starting 11 is no Roger Martinez, not even on the bench. Looks like he's going to be another week out for us. Yes. Uh, some discomfort I'm hearing. Yeah, Piova said in in training last week that uh he had a, he picked up a knock and it was just a knock. That was it. More, mm -hmm. they were gonna see if he woke up feeling better the next day. If not, they were gonna risk him. Right. They didn't risk him. 
and still to think that he still isn't ready to go, it's quite surprising. Yeah, it is. And I was really hoping for him to come back because, you know, I think, like, we know his potential. We kind of see his potential. I just think he hasn't, you know, shown us yet. Uh, so I was hoping maybe he can, you know, score a goal here or two to just prove to us that, okay, you know, he he has it, you know. Yep. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully he can in the near, near future. And uh, we'll have to wait and see exactly what's going to happen. But in regards to this Morelia game, anything anything else you want to add? No, I think we're good. No, no. Alrighty. So we're, I guess it's fair to say that we're pretty confident in 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 our boys to come uh, come away with a result. With mm-hmm. that said, give me a prediction for Saturday. For Saturday, score prediction. Uh, I'm going two nothing. Two nothing. Nice. I like it. I like it. I am officially going to retire the four nil prediction because after Rest predicting after predicting that four nil win against the USA. And things not going right. I'm saying, okay, maybe it's time to ditch the four nil prediction, and it's now it's happen. time to get a new one. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. <sighs> it's gonna have to happen one day. So my prediction for Morelia America is not four nil, but four one. It's gonna be five nil. We're gonna score now. I'm just kidding. Now. I'm not. I'm not that crazy. No, I'm. I'm going with. Um, I'm going three one. Three one. Okay. Yeah, I'm going three one. Three one. I think we can get three, three past More, uh, Morelia, and yeah. I think as soon as we score one, the rest come flowing. Because I yes. think if we score one, Morelia's kind of oh man, mm-hmm. here we go again. We're we're conceding again. This this and that. So uh, it, it's important that we do get the first goal. I will say that much. Definitely, and I think it'll get our players flowing. Okay, you know what? Let's go. We can keep going. Let's keep going. So yeah, you're right. Though getting the first goal will be key in this game. So hopefully, uh, hopefully the result goes down. I will take a two 0 win, or a three one win, or a one 0 win, or a win in general. I don't even care what number mm-hmm. what numbers fall behind it. But a W is very crucial, very important because you're getting to that stage in the season where you need to start cementing yourself on the table. And the more we win, the more the more better of a chance we have of staying in that top spot. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, I think me and you both can say we're looking forward to a very very good matchup. Definitely. Alrighty, and then afterwards, if people are still glued to their TVs, the the Canelo and Triple G game is uh, game match is gonna be going on. <laughs> yes, I'm excited for that one too. So who you going? Who, who who's your money on? Triple G. Triple G. Wow, controversial, controversial. Dylan, Dylan, honest, I think Dylan it's about to fight me. You think so? But yeah. listen. Ah, let's get a little bit, you know, controversial here, if you don't mind. Go for it. Triple G was robbed last fight. I will say that that yes, from what I saw and from what I remember last year, he did throw the most most punches. I think he was the one on top. I would have to say that he looked. It looked like Anello was going to take the L. It looked like, and then when the result came in that it was a draw, I was like, dude, I was mind blown. I was mind blown. I was like, there's no way this is a draw. Exactly. But we'll have to wait and see. We'll Sorry. have to wait and see. Uh, either way, it should be pretty interesting forever for yes. whoever's going to end up paying that pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. It's like $85 to watch two people knock the crap out of each other. Which will probably be me yeah. and my wife who will split the bill half and half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tomorrow we'll have family over. Uh, yes, we'll have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. All right, so you're going to go Triple G. I guess I, I'm, I'm going to go with Canelo just Canelo. to kind of see. Dylan's with Canelo, too, if anyone's wondering. Dylan is with Canelo. Okay. Is he? Yes, he is. I didn't even ask. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Well, Dylan with his uh, with his uh, Cubana and his cigar and his I don't even know what he's doing. Uh, yeah, I don't even know what he's doing on vacation. He could completely just be on the beach right now. I don't know. But yeah. Dylan is with Canelo. Would have been interesting to have gotten his prediction for tomorrow. Yeah. Game, so we could have told people, but uh, we'll we'll make we'll be we'll make it known. So uh, we'll have to wait and see what's going on. Yeah. But I think that comes to the end of the show. Unfortunately, uh, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, wow, we, we should do them on Fridays a little bit more. We're a little bit quicker with this sense. Actually, I think it's the fact that it's just you and me. It's just you and me. Uh, I think so, right? Because we don't have that third opinion, you know, to, to voice. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah, so we mm. miss you here. Interesting. We miss you, Dylan. Uh, come back from uh, from wherever you're vacationing to. And uh, with one thing to say before we end up the show, uh, really want to thank, thank everyone who's followed us. Uh, and, oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Our friend Luis has just reminded me. Ladies, Aguila, the Lady Aguilas, they played against, uh, was it Lobos? I think it was Lobos, 2-1, right? 2-1. Yeah, two one? yeah two a one. very, very good result away mm-hmm. from Puebla. There was, what game was it that they were showing live? I think, wasn't it Sunday? Uh, to be honest, dude, I was too busy with, with the classical. I didn't uh, even Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Uh, Dylan, this is more like Dylan's, Dylan's segment, you know, because Dylan loves Lady Aguilas. area of expertise. Yeah, this is, yeah. If you guys uh-huh. want to yell at anyone, yell at Dylan. Mm-hmm. Call his number. His phone mm-hmm. number is 714-664-8837. Extension 250. Yes, it's extension 250 if you can't reach mm-hmm. him directly from there. But uh, that is so dope. I I I... I didn't even know that was going on because yeah, I'm pretty game. sure. I'm pretty sure there was one game that was being uh, televised. I could be wrong, but I did see something about being it on like Univision Deportes or something like that. So yeah, I'm pretty sure it was one game. I, I don't. I forgot what game it was, but yeah, that happened. We we need more of that though. We need more Lady Aguilas being broadcast. We do. We really, really do. Alejandra, oh, no, not Alejandra. Alondra <laughs> Gonzalez not even playing where she's supposed to. That's controversial. Um. Let's answer that question. What show, what would show be called if you were on ESPN? Okay, I will answer that question real quickly. I just want to finish wrapping up about the Lady Aguilas. Oh, yeah, uh, sure. Definitely. The lady's doing very well, very well, continuing that good run of form. Like you said, these, these ladies, you can tell they're hungry. You can tell they're hungry for a championship, and hopefully this is the year and this is the tournament that they do so. So hopefully the Lady Aguilas continue to do well against Lobos. They got a 2-1 result, and we'll have to wait and see what happens. But Liga MX is feminine, coming at you guys in all directions, and uh, we'll have to wait and see exactly what happens against mm-hmm. uh, our next opponent. But the Lady Aguilas, keep on doing your thing, and someday, someday you guys will have an even bigger statue than the men's because the men sometimes they disappoint us in ways that you ladies I know won't. Yes, definitely. So just a quick recap, I think America Lady Aguilas sit uh second in their table. They are six and two with eighteen points, one point behind the league leader in, in Toluca. So uh yeah, let's just uh keep it keep it going. You know, we're we're still we're still there. We're still top top two. So uh yeah let's keep the let's let's keep this momentum going. Absolutely, absolutely. So we'll go to our good friend Leva in the group chat who says, what would your show be called if you were on ESPN? First of all, thank you for that question because if we were on ESPN, that would be absolutely amazing. And second of all, I've never really thought of a name for the show. I mean, if you're putting me on the spot, (laughs) he put Ivan Isubanda, like Jorge Ramos (laughs) Ramos. Isubanda. 
that show gets annoying a Dylan and the crew. I, I you know what? I can see that being I can see you know, Dylan management crew. tends to like Dylan more than yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what like five vacation days to hour one and two. Yeah, to hour so, one and two. I, yeah. I have probably like twelve seconds left on my vacation hours, but uh, <laughs> uh it's fits. Damn, okay. I'm putting on the spot and just kind of throw a name out. Um, the Eagle Eye Show. The Eagle Eye Show. Yeah, I can see that too. Eagle Eye Show. But yeah, because it's a show now. It wouldn't be a, a. I guess it wouldn't be called a podcast anymore. Yeah, so it'd be a show. Eagle Eye Show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess yeah. Eagle Eagle Eye Show. The Eagle Eye Show. Let us know what you guys would That's like right. the name to be, and yeah. uh, if you guys Any can. More questions? I'm, I'm I'm in the mood to answer questions now. In the mood to answer questions. Let us know for yeah. question wise, and you know, we'll we'll keep mumbling on for another couple minutes here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let us know if you're listening to SoundCloud or iTunes. Uh, let us know what you guys would what would you guys name the show, and you guys can let uh, let ESPN know that we're available. So, you guys can get that going. Um, damn, this would have been a perfect segment for a, a, a new a new segment on the show called Gancito Hour. Gancito Hour. We, you know, uh, we don't we don't have two people for that. We need we need the, the other two, our other two squad members. Oh, uh, we do need our other two squad members for Gancito yes. Hour. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we, we 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 before we get a question or before we even close the show, um, how uh how how's the season looking for you? I guess if if, if we're trying to recap everything so far, what what grade would you give? uh america so far up to up to this point the grade i would give america i think a, like a b minus a b I, th- I think that's more than fair to be honest um like we we have seen moments of brilliance let's recap to the times that we were winning we were beating everybody 3-0 like 3-0 3-0 3-0 and then there's times where we're just like oh my god like like, like, why? Like, why are we playing like this? Like, we shouldn't be playing like this. I don't know. It, it's 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 good so far. It's good. I just we we need more though. We need we need more. I agree. I would agree with you that we need more. We need more. So, mm-hmm. last thing we'll talk about before wrapping up the show is the big controversial that was running around this whole week about Agustin Marchesin and his little kick. Well, not even a little. It's, yeah, no, yeah, it's, it was it's not pretty little. big kick on the, <laughs> on, on the youngster. I don't even remember who the youngster's name is. Um, I forgot. I forgot. But you can clearly see in the video, he just goes at him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and the ball is nowhere near. Nowhere near. Um, and, of course, uh, the player falls. Marchesin walks away. Uh, and that is about that. So what is your take on this? I th- I would forgot who it was either you or Dylan who said this is um I guess a bit blown up in a sense that where I guess it shouldn't be that blown up because I just can't think that this is the only time this has ever happened in a professional uh, environment to be honest They're like the- these things do happen and I think I think for two reasons this was blown up one reason it's because we're America you know so everything we do gets it has just tends to just to blow up negative or more negative than positive. Yeah. Tend to blow up. The second thing, I think it was, I think it was either me or you who said it, but we kind of see Marchesina as that, like, I think my voice cracked. I don't know if anyone heard that. Please do not clip that or anything. I think my voice cracked. Just ignore that. I think me or you said it. I think we kind of see Marchesina kind of as like that leader type of player among the team. So I guess to see him like kind of lose his head like that, you know, I guess it kind of gives his image like you know a little bit of a of a negative feel, and like his reputation kind of goes down a little bit just for that. I mean, I guess that's one of the reasons why this is blown up so much. I will say this this much: 
anyone who has ever played soccer and has ever gone had to go to practices knows if you're a very if you're a very competitive player, you will get heated in the moment and you will sometimes throw a, a kick mm-hmm. here and there. Yeah. It happens. Anyone knows this. It happens in a basic level in the schools in a professional uh, environment. It it happens. It, it, yes. it happens. But like you said, the reason this gets blown up so much is one, a reporter caught it on camera, and two, it's America. Mm-hmm. You said it. Santiago Baños said it himself. It's America. Anything that we do is always going to get you know projected ten times bigger than anybody else. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think this is just be done i don't even think the club should have fined him to 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 for this action i get what he did was wrong and i'm not yeah. saying go ahead this should be allowed mm-hmm. but i'm saying if you look at the video yeah he kicks him but guess what he walks away after that mm-hmm. That's it. he doesn't go yeah. and try to tell him anything he doesn't try to provoke him even more it happens he swung he and he, and you could tell he he realized it at the moment he's like i'm just gonna walk away and just deal with it look Marchesin, we know what type of player he is. He's mm-hmm. the type of player to get in your face. He's the type of player to yell. And he's the type of player that's very competitive. He wants to win, even in practice. You yes. know, it just showcases him. And whenever you, he talks to the press, and if you ever, are, you know, get a chance to be in front of him, you know what he kind of, you know, uh, what, what his what his vibe is. Mm-hmm. He, he projects it very, very well. It's a player that doesn't want to lose. He's a player that will do anything to win. And he's a player that if things are not going right, he will get frustrated and he will get mad. Mm-hmm. And it was just that case. I'm not saying it's right of him to be like that. And I'm not saying it's right for him to kick him. Right. But for the most part is, I think he admitted to his mistake, which we know that he, you know, he did because of what he posted. And two, I think, look, this is just a thing that is being blown up. It happens all over the world, mm-hmm. really all over the world. Tell me it, it hasn't even happened in a World Cup stage. Yeah. Where, where France were just a terrible mess in 2010, yet no one seemed to you know say much after that. Mm-hmm. It's just gonna blow over afterwards, and that's it, that's gonna be that. Yeah, definitely. I also feel, let's put it this way, March's scene is that for me, I guess he's gonna be the next captain, so to say, in a sense that we're like, I I really do think. The players really, you know, uh, like look up to him, you know, really respect him as what he can do. And I think that's another reason why I think I've blown up because, you know, I guess people, other people do see him like that. You know, I was like, okay, you know, you know, he, he has uh, like that, that leader mentality, that leader qualities. So like to see a leader do that, you know, it kind of like, you know, rings, rings a bell. Like, okay, well, maybe he's not capable enough to be a leader. Yeah, I don't know so much leader. He does have that kind of presence of a leader because a goalkeeper should in 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 that sense. But for me, I don't think he's the next captain for us. But right. we'll have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. We'll have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. So before we end the podcast here, and we're gonna end that Manchester conversation at that, and uh, you know we'll, we'll we'll keep it up for debate if if anything like this ever happens again. But I think we're we're both in that same kind of area. It's kind of a gray area where it's bad, but. I mean, how bad is it really? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So we'll keep it at that. Yeah. Last question before we close out the show. And uh, I want to get your honest opinion on this, or your honest answer, actually, on this. Okay. So our good friend Leba has asked, before you die, what is one accomplishment you want America or Mexico to achieve? Give me your answer. 
I guess from the Mexico ones easily just win the World Cup. You know, that's the biggest achievement. There is an international stage to win the World Cup. For America, you know, I see our good friend Chris there wins the Libertadores for America to win the Libertadores. Let's take it a step further. I want America to win the FIFA Club World Cup one day. All right, not bad, not bad. I think everyone's for Mexico is in the World Cup. Mm -hmm, definitely. And, uh, you know, right before we close the show, my answer is, before I die, what do I want to see America accomplish? Well, I want America to win the Champions League. I don't know how and I don't know when or if it would ever be possible, but I want America to win the Champions League. We've won it seven times. The UEFA Champions Oh, that's completely different then. Yes, there you go. Good, good. Thank you for correcting me. I want America to win the UEFA Champions League trophy. So I don't know how that's going to happen. Honestly, with, with the way. For 19, would, yeah, with the, the only way I'm going to be able to do it. Mm -hmm. And I will do it because, come on, we know we deserve that Champions League trophy. Exactly. They're getting <laughs> rid of the Club World Cup, really? Uh, yeah, they are. They are going to get rid of the Club World Cup. So let's win it before they get rid of it. I don't know if they're getting rid of it next year or two years from now, but for that we need to get we need to Listen, make it into the, the in the conquer the, the soccer world's crazy right now we have leagues not wanting to come to the u.s to play games we have other leagues trying to do that you know it's a, it's a big mess right now in my opinion yep it's a it's a huge huge mess but mm -hmm. that's for another conversation for that's another for podcast. yeah that's that's for another conversation all right. Well, we'll close off the show here. America versus Morelia. Don't forget tomorrow, 5 p.m. Pacific time, 7 central time, and of course, 8 p.m. Central time at uh, Central Time, Eastern time. And then of course, <laughs> our good friends down in Mountain Time. That is 6 p.m. for all of you. If you guys are going to be watching the game, make sure you guys do follow us on Twitter. We will have live reactions from ourselves and live tweet updates for anyone who will not be able to catch the game. And uh, we'll give our predictions and a couple of thoughts on that as well. So, as always, for great, great America coverage, make sure you guys do follow us on Twitter at uh, Eagle iPod. And uh, make sure you guys do follow us on SoundCloud and iTunes. For You guys can always have us on the go. Mm -hmm. And with that said, Christian, anything else you want to add on? No, man, just thank you to everyone for coming out today and participating in our in our things that we do. It means a lot to us, and it motivates us more you know, to keep doing this and trying to improve ourselves uh, for your better viewing experience or listening experience if you're on SoundCloud iTunes. So, yeah, thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much for the support. Thank you, Christian, for coming on the show. Oh, thank you, man. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure indeed. It's Friday. Let's go finish. Uh, let's get the weekend started. Yeah, let's hopefully get you guys started. can get it started as well. Well, we'll see you guys very, very soon. Don't forget the FIFA 19 demos. Out. Make sure you guys go play it and uh, just putting that out there because it's a really fun, fun experience. And uh, we'll have to wait and see. Maybe the EY podcast does a little something with FIFA. So mm -hmm. thank you again to everyone who is on the on the group chat. Everyone that's in the live chat right now. Thank you for everyone who's participated in the question. Make sure you guys do go answer that. Thank you to everyone who's listening right now on SoundCloud and iTunes. And as always, make sure you guys do follow us on Twitter. Like I said, at Eagle iPod. But with that said, let's get that. Uh, let's get that three points on Saturday. Definitely Eagle iPod right here, right right there. there. Eagle iPod. Right. There you guys know it. There you go. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much. And as always, Arriba America. See you guys next time. Take care. Goodbye.